Um, hi guys, welcome to the Shift Podcast. I know it's been a long time. This is your girl Nessa, um, where we discuss all things mental health, wellness, and where you can be just a human being with shitty lives like everybody else because we're not perfect. <laughs> I would just like to put it that my life is great at the moment in time. So for everybody having a good day, this is your girl Rose speaking. Hello. So, yeah. so my name is Nessa. So sorry guys, I know the last episode was April. It was a long time ago. It was a while ago. But life happened. I'm currently eating ice cream. Because I'm fat. And she didn't offer me any too. Okay, she did. She did. Why are you she lying? Did. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted pity. <laughs> oh, so God. we're starting off on lies already. Okay guys, alright. I am sorry I lied. This was not the court of law, so it okay. didn't really matter. But I would yes. never eat in front of any anybody without, you know, unless it's something she really. Likes. So yeah, so we're back. Um, I promise you guys, I'm gonna try to be more consistent, um, with the show and um. So yeah, so before we get started today, I actually wanted to give a shout out to one of my girls. She started this nonprofit organization, um to actually um help women who are expecting uh expecting mothers or the ones who already have children but can't afford everything that they need for their children especially for expecting moms so she started this um foundation called honey babes i think that's what it's called no honey babies but she spelled it b-a-b-e-e-s Okay. Yeah, honey babies. Oh, um, her name is Biagi. You probably know her I from Woodham Patterson. Yeah. She was Miss Carissa. Yeah. Yeah. So Biagi, she started this um nonprofit. So right now she's doing a baby sprinkle drive, where they're collecting like clothing, diaper bags, you know, anything that kids would need, bath and body products, um, bottles and pacifier especially diapers Mm -hmm. that's things that people need a lot of wipes um so all of the stuff and if you want to donate um follow her um instagram at honey that babies so it's honey h-o-n-e-y dot b-a-b-e-e-s and she's collecting the items until June 7th for now, um, where they're going to basically create um, like care packages and stuff like that and give to women who are in need. So I just wanted to give her a shout out for that. Um, she's That's definitely black excellence. Just really, there's a need and she saw the need and she's doing something about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, follow her. She's, um, that's great. So yeah. Um... That's about it for me. Do you have any any announcement, anything else before we get started on today's show? Other than the fact that I am amazing, no, I do not. I'm going to kick you out of my house. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother will let me right back in. So <laughs> get <fine>. out. <laughs> I'll just knock on the door. Hi, mommy. <laughs> I need to burn sage when she leaves this place today with all this. 
um, cockiness. Listen, who's going to love me more than myself? Listen, exactly. Listen, I'm all for it. And First the world, lesson. Where people tell you you're not shit, you need to tell yourself that you do shit. Listen. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we are doing a little something different with the show. So, I, I'm, we're just trying. Again, mm-hmm. this is a new show. We're going to be experimenting with different things until we find our niche. You know, it's going to take us... Hopefully, that doesn't take us too long to find what we're good at. And the great thing is, with you guys listening, if there's something that we do that you like you can always give us feedback and we are very much open to everything and um any opinions you guys have and we'll try to give the listeners what they want and need yeah so definitely reach out because we don't want this to be just another show we want it to be something that you can get something out of um weekly something you can learn something from us we can learn something from you Mm -hmm. we want it to be a community and just basically exchange of ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm definitely willing. Um, So, always shit us. I'll give you guys my email at the end of the episode as usual um, as well. So, for today, something that's trending in pop culture. I know that's something that most people, most podcasts I listen to have already had that conversation. But we're going to have it anyway. Because we bring a different spin and a different perspective to everything. So why not? So Miss Aisha Curry mm-hmm. was on Red Table Talk with... Well, Mrs. Aisha Curry mm-hmm. <laughs> was on Red Table Talk with Mrs. Um, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith. She needs to adopt me already. Um, Seriously. Like Will Smith and her need to adopt me. They look like a very fun family. I have student loans. So <laughs> <laughs> anybody willing to adopt me, Beyonce, I'm down. Oprah, any of you. You don't even have that. to be famous. As long as you're able to help me with my student loans. For and you real. can feed me and pay ice- for my trips. I love ice cream. <laughs> I do love ice cream. I'm amazing. So feed me, pay for my travels and my student loans. You can adopt me. Yeah. I will give you the information. And we're not that high maintenance. Not we're at all. Really not. You, you don't, don't even buy have to... designers. Exactly. We don't care for that. We shop at Target. I, I shop at Target. Listen, so... I shop wherever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, we need to stay on topic. Today. Okay, okay, we're back. We're not, to, we're not trying to give you guys a two-hour episode today. Okay, but, fine. Um, because we're always tired. <laughs> but if two hours happen, guys, it it's happens. It's gonna happen. So Mrs. Aisha Curry was um, Steph Curry's wife. Um, if you don't know who that is, you need to do your googles, like for real. You, if you, don't, I don't watch basketball and I know who that is. Um, but she was in Red Table Talk, and um, Jada was asking her about how she deals with. Her husband having groupies and just being someone who's a very popular, just famous and um basketball player and how she deals with that. And she said something along the line that um, you know, as a woman, I have to insert myself because he's naturally nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in his nature to be nice. And as women, we always have to kind of like. Hey, I'm his wife. What's mm-hmm. up? Gonna because you know sometimes men don't really see. I know I deal with that with my boyfriend, where I'm like this bitch is flirting and he's like, no, she was just being no, nice. No, she was just being nice. I'm gonna cut the both of y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna cut her niceness and I'm gonna cut your stupidity. Yeah, let's, let's talk about. This. 
you know, when you date somebody who's like naturally nice, nice. and kind, yeah. it's, it can be very difficult to, especially for them, they kind of see the world in different lens. Mm-hmm. So for us as women, we're always like on guard who, who with, even if you don't have a famous partner, we're always on guard yeah. anyway. So we see things that our men don't see, but she, they were talking about that. And then she said something how she kind of feel insecure about you know she kind of thought something was she thinks sometimes something is wrong with her because they've been together for over 10 years they were high school sweethearts they've been mm-hmm. together for a long time they've been together for a long time and how for the past 10 years she doesn't get get any male attention okay and they have three children so she's like you know sometimes it really gets to her and she thinks that something she asks herself is there something wrong with me mm-hmm well, I didn't see anything wrong with that statement, but social media, Twitter, black, everybody was coming at her. Men, and them pick me bitches. I'm going to call you that. Because as, as women, we need to be more united with one another and have each other's back. Mm-hmm. All these women out here talking about, I only have eyes for my man. I only want my man to, if, as long as my man find me cute, I don't care. All these pick me bitches. First of all, y'all lying. Like you, you can't tell them you don't get you, you don't get a confidence boost when you're walking down the street. You hear hey, it's hey beautiful girl. Hey. You know even the people who don't understand what hey means. This is the ultimate how the Haitians call on you. And I have a boyfriend. I love my man, but guess what? Let me tell you how when I walk down the street, <laughs> if a cute guy is walking by, I'ma put an extra switch in it. <laughs> and if he noticed Yeah, if he noticed that switch, it's not even about wanting him. It's just the idea that I still have it. That's what I said. And what's wrong with knowing that I still have it? Funny story, for example, yesterday. I went back to my boyfriend's house, I parked. I'm walking up to his door and this guy pulled up with his car. And he's like, excuse me, queen. I was like, do I know you? He's like, I've been looking for you. I was like, um, I don't know you. <laughs> Sir. He's like, yeah, I've been what? looking for you. Where have you been? I was just like, um, do I know you? He's like, you're my wife. <laughs> Y'all niggas getting creative. My brother, I don't know where you came from. <laughs> I don't know who your mother is, but go and give that lady a hug because she had a smart one. Listen. He's like, I knew you were my wife. I've been looking for my wife. Hey, wifey. Yes. Come on, babe. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> but even, like, I'm not going to lie. And he wasn't looking like, I was like, okay, well, thanks. He's like, you look beautiful. I said, thanks. And then he left. That kind of gave me a little, oh, that shit. That gives you a little confidence it, boost. It's like, yeah, I know I had it, but yes, I you. have it. Thank you, boo. Yeah. And it, go and on it was your the way. end of the day. I just got off work. And, you know, the whole day, you're, you you know, your, face, your, your makeup is now intact. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't feel my most beautiful. And I think, you know, it's good to have, you know, for us to be, to feel wanted. Everybody wants to feel um, desired and I don't I didn't see anything wrong with her statement mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't think she she's looking for um men to holler at her in a way where she's gonna cheat on her husband it was more of I wanted to ask and she's a mother of three so you're adding also body insecurity even if he, he loves on her he tells her she's beautiful but that's one man telling you that yeah and, you know, for 10 years, nobody tried to holler at you. I would feel some type of way, too. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, for example, if I let's just say a group of us are going out and we're at a lounge or whatever, everybody else is getting attention and you're the only one who's nobody has asked to dance. Yeah. Nobody is looking your direction. It's not that you're, oh, I have a man at home, but I'm looking to cheat tonight. No, you just want to know, like, okay, I still got it. Yeah. These dudes still see me. I don't want you. And if you come and you try to get too close, I'm going to try to, like... Boundaries. Yo, sir, you need to... Why are you looking at me? Don't look at me. But still look I at still me. I still got... I know. Like, but, it like, but it seems like people are just kind of, like, making it seem like she just... But anyway, I, I saw it. And it me, it's funny because my boyfriend and I had a whole conversation about it. And he actually agreed with me. Mm-hmm. He was like... I didn't hear... He's like, she was being honest. She was saying things other women were thinking. He's like, how many other women... He's, he's like, everybody just wants to be desired. Yeah. And he didn't say anything wrong with it. But these men out here were tearing this woman apart. And you pick me bitches, we're helping them. So, um, I'm standing by her. Sending her some positive energy, you know. And tell her, girl, you, she's, she's gorgeous. She she's is, beautiful. She's a very beautiful. It's funny because um, when you first told me her name, it didn't click in my mind because I don't really do television and none of that or social media. But then when I was like, oh, Curry, okay. Because yeah. she's been. In she's the, gorgeous. Yeah. She's definitely is. So, um, but yeah, so that was where um, I was coming from with that. So, and if you guys don't agree with us, that's one thing I'm not, I'm not going to debate you. No, but like, <laughs> one thing I'll say about that too is social media for some reason makes people think that their opinion matters. Yeah. Like she was saying how she felt it's regardless of if you agreed with it or not. Yeah. This is her truth. You don't know this what her history is. You don't know how her insecurities after having children, your body changes after having oh, children. Oh yeah, she has three so, of them. And mind you, she has three of them. Ooh. And it's like sometimes even when you don't have kids, you just want to be able to feel, like you said before, desire. Yeah. And the fact that she's being judged or whatever, it's her truth. You don't need to agree with it, but doesn't mean you have to go out there and try to bomb her because of what she's feeling. Instead of you guys trying to make it seem as though she's so wrong, Yeah. how about you understand where she's coming from? As a woman... With a successful man, regardless if he is butt ugly, women are going to want him but for what he thing. has. Like, I don't find Seth Curry that attractive. No, but there's women, women out there, the regardless. Don't give a fuck about exactly. them. That ugly nigga that gets he's not ugly. If he he's has not, money, like, drop their hands up yeah. to me. But I've we've seen uglier men who get female because of the money. Because of the money. So I. And that's the difference because women will chase after a man over the money, just like some men will chase after women after money. But in this case, it might just be the fact that the men who would want her, they can't compete with what he can give her. Exactly. And and then it's a a level of respect. Yeah. My thing is, I want women to understand, men don't respect us. They respect each other. Exactly. So it's not a matter that she's not desirable, that she's not beautiful. It's a matter that he's in the public, 
and he's a well-respected basketball player. Everybody knows him. And nobody's going to step so on no his toes for that. So no one is going to step on his toes and hit on his wife because it's not the fact that they don't, they don't find her attractive because they, they have a level of respect for him. Exactly. Because men don't care about your feelings like that as women, but they respect each other that way. Um, it's this, this broco thing. So it's about a level of respect that, you know... Some um, women just don't have for other women. Yeah, some uh, other women don't have that. Not even some. Most women don't have that for... Yeah. Like, for me, I don't find any men attractive if, if you're in a relationship. Like, I've never find a married man attractive. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Are you married? Are you in a relationship? Automatically, you went you from 10 ugly. to 1. Because I can't... Like, I, I know not, they said no, no child of God is... No, but you became ugly. At this moment, you were you, you I, were you were the you are Satan spawn. I have a different pair of glasses yep. on now, and I see you in a different um perspective because you got a woman. I'm gonna respect that, but other women don't care. So I could see where it also the fact that you know he's in the public. Even she has her own thing going on, like her own businesses and whatever. They've been together before he was famous, before mm-hmm. he was Seth Curry, like people knew who he was before he was a household name. So they've been together for a really long time. And women tend to kind of lose their identity uh, when it comes to marriage. And that's one thing for me, I've always kind of felt like I want to be married one day, but I don't want to be in it. You, she becomes an extension of him. Yeah. Like you don't know her without the fact that she's married to him. Yeah. Even though she has a lot of different business ventures, like she has multiple restaurants, cookbooks, a lot of different things. She's a great cook and all this. Most people don't know that about her. They know that that's Steph Curry's wife. wife. His little I'm wife. Not, that's his little wife. I'm not gonna lie. That's all. That, that's <laughs> I did not know she had all of those things she going has like on. Four restaurants. I did not know that. And cookbook. She's a great cook. I have um, no idea about these. You things, know and so. stuff like that. So you know, but most people know her as Steph Curry's wife. That's what I knew her as. So that's new. And to the mom. Me, so, yeah. so you know, so I could see there's some insecurity there, and not that I'm not saying you know the, her truth then reveal that there are some insecurities but at the same time it is your truth and she has she's a mom of three and you can be drop dead gorgeous and don't see yourself as that mm-hmm. like the most beautiful people don't see themselves of course as beautiful but like i said like you know positive um vibe to her mm-hmm. and um maybe she needs to get herself a therapist i think everybody needs to get a therapist child Get yourself a therapist, find out why you, you feel, you're feeling insecure. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's not going to get that male gaze. She's not no. going to get it, unfortunately, unless she goes somewhere overseas where people don't know who he is. But he's international. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that was um, that part. So there's another video I found on The Shade Room. This mother, this black mom, went to her daughter's school. Apparently, okay. she was being bullied. And she went to the school. And I'm going to play the audio. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear it. But sis went off. She was... Um, so she went to the school. I'm going to play it. Don't post nothing about her. None of that. 
So yeah, she's me and I'm her. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you guys heard that, but she sis, gave me lies. Sis said, I don't know if y'all knew this, but anybody over 18 can get these hands. And if you're not 18, you can send your mama, your sister, sister your who's cousin, over, whoever. These hands are rated E for everyone. And you can pick up your ass whooping. For free. For free. <laughs> My sister is giving out She did not whoopings. give the fuck. Like, and I am all for it. I saw that. I'm like, you... Yes. People, y'all need, because y'all need to raise your kids better. Because you got yes. all them kids going to school, bullying other kids, because they learned that from their bullying-ass parents. And like she said, I'm the, you haven't seen bully. I'm the biggest one. I will whoop everybody's ass. Listen. So... <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy to me? This lady gave me life. Why? Because we live in a society where everybody feels as though their child is a victim. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Not every single child is a victim. There has been way too many children committing suicide before they even had a chance to live because you're a, there's other children out there who feel as though it's their job to go into a school, to go into a park and then tell another child that they are not worth the space that they're in. My sister, I want you to give a class to other parents about how to put these kids in their place. You don't have to touch anybody else's kid. Guess what? You mess with my child, I'm messing with you as a parent because you didn't do your job to teach your child better. Listen. Yes, sis. Yes. Listen. She was like, she was like, these hands are ready for everybody. And you can pick that bitch up. And you can pick it up. Send it my way. <laughs> yes, my I was sister. Like, and they're all sitting there like... And the teacher just like, listen, she's today, but I'm not even going to stop her. I'm going to let her finish her speech because I don't want her to hit me too. And she was very well spoken. She was like, listen. Leave my daughter alone. alone. I'm not playing this game with y'all. I'm not... I just... I'm... I'm giving her the pair, the mother of the year award. And guess what? And she's like, nothing online either. Don't say shit to her. Don't look at her the wrong way. Don't breathe at her the wrong way. And if you post anything online about her, I'm going to find you. Listen. And I'm sure there's going to be parents out there. Oh, how could she have gone into that classroom I'm, and spoken to these children? Guess what? I'm going to come to the PTA meeting yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking I'm about? coming to let you know. There's these... Listen, there have been parents out there who have sued other other parents. I will, yeah, I will. Because their child is bullying their own children. Guess what? After carrying a child for nine months or whatever amount of time you carried that child for, you raise that child to an age where they are able to go to school just to come home and find your child's lifeless body because other people's kids don't know how to control themselves, there is no greater pain than a parent having to bury their child. Yep, I'm telling you, like, it's... So, sis, I don't care I... what anybody is saying about you, I, Rose, applaud you. At least she, she addressed everyone. I walked in there, 
Billy McFarlane. <laughs> okay, step up. Send your mother my way. Um, Jessica Lochas, <laughs> bitch, come here. Who else, baby? Who else? Who oh, else? Johnny, Johnny side come here. <laughs> Listen, I no. want you to call your parents right now. I'm going to be waiting for them outside. Tell them to line up for this ass. I'm going to be waiting for them. And matter of fact, she's like I said, she's begging me. I will, Meet pull, me I will pull up at the PTA meeting. Same thing. Who is the parent of this cross-eyed little bitch? Because this is what he, he sent or she sent to my daughter. And since I cannot whoop his ass, I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass. Because obviously you're not doing your job as a parent. So let's have this conversation. Since we're both adults. You want to take it outside? Because I'm a whole different person outside. Let's go. Okay, come on. Now, I'm not playing this. Better yet, I'm not even going to do all that. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get served. I'm suing you for emotional distress. Oh, listen. So, no. I, I, she gave me life. Like I say, I am her and she is me. And I kudos to that black mama because she was, she's not with listen. the shit. This is why we need more black mamas out I'm here. Because you. she was not with the shits. So, yeah. Um... I don't see. Is there anything else you want to discuss? No, that that was just my day right there. <laughs> that, that lady just, guys, listen. I was feeling okay, but now I feel as though I was born again. Yes, I sis, clapping for you. She was just like, listen, Mama Bear, protect that cub, because if you don't do it, no one else will. Thank you. She said, Not pick up the house. Sh- <laughs> shoo. For free. For free. <laughs> I loved it. All of them kissing in there like, they couldn't say a word. Not a peep. She was not playing this game. She probably took the day off work to come down there. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to every classroom too. Because y'all need to understand this today. But yes. So we're done with the pop culture stuff. Um, so here's our hot topic for today. Okay. I'm hot. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know why. That would be a good jingle for when we transition. Yeah. Get somebody, you know what? I'm hot. I'm top. Listen. If somebody who make beats, Come here. Listen. 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 Don't none of y'all steal that either. I just came up with that. I, we, no, listen. we're suing. We're suing. Oh. <laughs> we have it on record that I just brought that <laughs> So, I wanted to talk about, so my question today for the hot topic, I don't know if you could see it because you're blind. I am blind. I have glasses, guys, and I'm still blind. At what age does being petty turn into misery? At no age. I'm going to be petty for the rest of my life. (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay, what do you mean by that? Let's let's, let's be serious. Like, at what age does it? become exhausting to be petty where this different like for me i i used to be like i have i still have a petty like a hint of pettiness here and there you know i find sorry like i don't there's a there's not not every situation deserves pettiness not every situation deserves pettiness but there are situations where pettiness just livens up the mood. Why? Because I think it's hilarious. Isn't there like, a just, better way to resolve conflicts than being petty? There's a difference. Do I want... The thing is, do I want to resolve the conflict? If it's something so... Mon- eh, you know, like, 
it's not that serious. Like, why not throw some pettiness into it? We both laugh about how petty I was, and then we go and move on from there. Okay. So I'm going to go back to my statement. Like, you can be petty for the rest of your life as long as you're able to turn around and still have a grown-up conversation. Cause I, but what if your pettiness just overtakes over, you just takes over, you just no going... I'm talking... That's where I'm coming from okay. with that part. That question just come from people who just cannot see things from anybody's perspective. Okay, fine. They cannot have a grown-up conversation without okay. being sarcastic or petty or just trying to one-up someone. There's no... Um, we're going to go on to my wellness segment today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no resolution with them. It's okay. very, like, the whole thing is, I'm going to carry this this shit through, whether it's not. Like, it's like one little thing will turn into this big wall because they're petty. They just want to win. They just want to... Be the victim. To be a victim. They just okay. want to not just be a victim, but to... I don't know. Like, it just turned into... Like, now you're showing me that you're miserable as fuck. Like, like what is wrong with you? Like, not even what is wrong with you, because I'm learning not to ask people that. Like, it's like, what happened to you? Who hurt you? Mm-hmm. For you to really feel like that, where you cannot communicate effectively with anyone without being just nasty and petty and just, yeah. So at what age does this... Because in high school, we can, you know, go from... Like, the way you and I communicate now, we didn't communicate like that in college. Like, now, as old... Now, we're not older, like, but we're I'm wiser. Say, I'm still young. Um, I'm holding on to this. But where we are now in our journey in mm-hmm. life, in our womanhood, I if you did something to me, I'm not going to give you the silent treatment like I would do before. Back in high school. Back in high school or college. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm not talking to this bitch. Fuck her. Don't talk to me. And I see you in, I see you in public. I didn't see you. She's dead to me. I'm done. But I'm not... That's not where I am. Like, where I am now, I'll have a conversation like, hey, I really find this power in advocating for yourself and mm-hmm. being able to say, hey, this this happened and this hurt my feelings and I value my friendship with you or even if I don't give a fuck about my friendship with you but I'm not just gonna be petty I'm gonna have a conversation with you and say hey even if I if I'm gonna end the friendship I'm gonna say hey listen this is what happened and this is where I'm standing okay and and just really having that sense of emotional integrity okay I can't fully answer your question because I don't believe there's an age for that I feel like everybody gets to that part of their lives different okay at different timing um i know i've always been the type of person i'm very i i used to go off of emotion yes so so we actually definitely rephrase the question at what age does being emotionally too emotional or just emotionally immature become becomes a problem i feel as though once you have hit the age of 26 27 no (laughs) because 25 now your frontal love is fully grown no so you can make rational decisions honestly i'm gonna go even lower than that i'm gonna say by the age of 18 no no i I don't believe that i believe that because in like no scientifically they can't be rational at 18 scientifically you still know the rights and wrongs before that but you're not rational it doesn't matter. It's just... You're a dumb teenager. No, no. I don't believe that. <laughs> I feel as though that's a cop-out. I feel as though that's an excuse. And the thing is, 
once you know what right and wrong is, by the age of 18, what are you doing? You're in school. You're like most, okay, not everyone, but like you're at that age where you're either going into the workforce, you're going into um, school, you're like in school preparing for the real world. You need to be able to have a conversation and not just go off of emotions Yeah. because the world is not made to cradle to you. People don't owe you anything. The world doesn't owe you anything. And if you're waiting until the age of 25 to understand that, you are very late in the game. Yeah, you are. But I'm just saying 25 make... Your life is different when you turn 25. You just... It's this... this, this it's a different mindset. It's just... You're able to be more rational. You know, you could have sense at 18 19 20 21 you can you know i'm, I'm i expect you to have some sense but at 25 i'm there's certain mistakes there's certain shit that you shouldn't be doing at 25 or in, and over like some of these shows that y'all watch for me i do not do reality tv shows because it's not reality um but you have women 40 50 years old just really cannot um hold a conversation without fighting each other without insulting somebody else but let's be realistic about that though that is overacting reality but there are people who are like that though for that but there are people who are like that like you really cannot have a conversation with them without it turning to this emotional like some people i'm reading this book um about um emotional immature parents just being raised by Mm -hmm. emotional immature parents and how that can impact you. And I'm and I'm just really thinking about how so many people that I know were older than me or my age, they lack emotional maturity. It's something that they don't have. Um, I posted something that um the other day about um we have three state of minds. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them is the emotional mind, we have the reasonable mind and the wise mind. In an ideal world, you'll be using your wise mind because emotions, there's nothing wrong with having emotions and expressing them. Of course. But there's everything wrong when your emotions, you are driven by your emotions. Okay. Where you, um, so for example, when you are driven by your emotion, you'll get overwhelmed easily. Mm-hmm. Your feelings control your thoughts and your behavior. You're mm-hmm. very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Once you feel away, there's no changing that. Okay. Even if, you know, like I said, we are, you are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain is so shot today for some reason. Um, you are entitled to your feelings. Mm-hmm. You have every right to feel the way you want to feel. However, you have to also be able to process things and say, okay, okay why am I feeling like this? What happened? What triggered me? You know, and, and if you can't do that, then that's a problem. And then you have people who are too reasonable where they lack emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, the reasonable person, they're able to reason and use um, rational to, um, they make rational decisions. They make decisions based on facts. They approach, um, they approach the situation <coughs> in a very intellectual way. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. But the wise mind person where you have both of them, you have the emotional aspect and the reasonable aspect where you have a balance of both. Mm-hmm. You are able to recognize your feeling, but it's st- but still respond in a rational way. Okay. A lot of people cannot do that. They can't do that. Like they can't. It's kind of like we live in this world where we always. And I don't want to call you guys that because I am a millennial myself. 
y'all are so overly sensitive. Like, it's just this thing. And I'm a sensitive person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. But for me, I'm able to step back and be like, okay, is this my ego speaking? Is this trauma? Or is Mm -hmm. this a real feeling? Because a lot of time, your ego will make you feel away. Okay. When there's no real issue. Like, you you know, I can come in today and say, you know what? Rose didn't say hi to me the way she, she wanted to because I had a bad day. So, no, the way that I look at you, the, your behavior is different because I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking at everything in a negative lens because I had a bad day. You know, so even the way that I, you read emails, you know, I don't know if you could see. Like, you go to work, let's say you're having a great morning. Even somebody was shady towards you, you probably won't notice that they were because you really, oh, this is cheerful. And then if you have a crappy morning, you are stuck in traffic and you walk in, somebody email you, hey, Rose, you know, I'm just um, checking in to see um, if you're able to finish that project. Who the fuck does this bitch think she is? She ain't my boss. <laughs> so now you're having attitude. Yeah. Because you're having, you're, you're like, you understand where I'm coming from? I so understand. you're just being able to kind of like decipher why am I feeling like this? What is happening? What is the trigger? Is this my ego? Is this my trauma? Is this a real feeling? Okay. I'm still going to stick with my age that I picked before. Because I feel as though by the age of 18, you should be able to check your ego. Um, But... When you put it into the word of a wise mind where you're able to take both sides and put it together and that's where you are processing the events that Mm -hmm. you're um, facing. I can see where you came at when you said 25, but I'm going to put that at the age of 22. Now, I'll put it... (laughs) You have a lot of... um... No, my thing is... I feel as though you have a lot of hope for this for for young people. No, I to be honest, I have very little hope for the generation <laughs> that came. I'm part of this generation, but I have very little hope for the children that they're having. Mm. So, the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm hoping at some point in time that these parents, or at least if the parents are unable to, these kids are. Becoming aware of the fact that the world owes you nothing. But how do you so, become aware of that if your parents didn't teach you? That's my thing. It's like, I, I don't have an answer for that because right now we live in a world of technology. The world of technology has media in it. So everything you see on TV, you could get off the internet. Everything you get off the internet, one way or another, is making it on TV. And then the real world problems that are true and important are not even making it into these big social, like, talk shows or news. So everything is so limited. Everything is basically teaching these kids how to only use emotions. Like, for example, I'm not going to say any names, but there's a lot of shows out there if that's what your child is watching all the time, that's how your child is going to act. Yeah. So my thing is, the reason why I'm sticking to the ages of 18 and 22 is because I'm basing this off of my personal experience mm-hmm. and off of what I know. I was born into a family where emotion, this was not healthy. I'll put it like that. Emotions were not highlighted. Yeah. So I was... I was taught and brought up to be very logical mm-hmm. and to use reason. Yeah. But as a human being, I've always had emotions. And I personally had to teach myself 
how to deal with these emotions that I was told to ignore and also how to make sure that I'm not overly reasoning situations that I'm letting people step over me at all points in time. So with my understanding of the world and my seeing of the world, by the age of 16, I was able to do that. Like if a situation was toxic for me, Mm -hmm. it's either I will try to talk to you about it. And if that person cannot get through, then I'm just not going to deal with you anymore. But you're going to know the reason why I'm not dealing with you. Like, for, for example, us, when we were in high school. I graduated. We did you graduate early too? I think you did graduate early, right? Yeah, I graduated with you. Yeah. So, um, in high school, you weren't really my friend. Yeah. You were my friend's friend. Mm-hmm. So when you had an issue with my friends, and you didn't talk to me, I didn't take that personal because, hey, yo, we not even like that. So what's yeah. the point? Like, I would hear things from people like, oh, you were talking about us. But in my mind, I'm like, how can you talk about me when you don't even know me? Yeah. We're not even friends. Yeah. So if I was just going based off just emotions, yeah, I would have had some hatred against you. Of course. But I just literally didn't give a fuck because mm. we weren't friends. Yeah. So that goes to show you it's possible at an early age. For someone to Who said I was talking about you? I never talked about you in high school. Your ex told you. (laughs) Your ex told me you were talking shit about me. We we had that conversation. Yeah, we had that conversation. So, and that's why, like, when we actually met each other in university. Yeah. I wasn't going to just be like, oh, this girl used to be da 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 da. No, like it's also a different space, a different environment. So So it's like everybody gets to it differently. Me. I'm being hopeful. I'm being very, very much optimistic that by the age of 18 and 22, we can go from realizing that there's the ego and realizing that there is facts and proof and stuff like that. And then by the age of like 22, by the age of 18, realizing the ego, by the age of 22, actually being able to use both of them. I think that's an ideal world. I think that's something it means that you would have to have that household that molds you or have parents who interact with each other and interact with you in that way where they are an example for you. But or that, I didn't they, have that. But if you don't have that, the, my thing is if you don't have that, the world will teach you that. Because for me, I didn't have that, but experiencing trauma made me go the fuck up real quick. Exactly. I was like, oh, oh, what? 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 Okay, I need to get my shit. Like, it was really just like... Life kicked me and I had no choice Mm -hmm. but to grow up. I had no choice but to carry myself in a way, um, you know, most people think that I'm older than than my age because of the way I carry myself and just my emotional intelligence. And, you know, trauma did that to me. Like, it wasn't something that I was taught. Like, I also didn't grow up in a space where emotions were something that were highlighted, that were... Um, nurtured. nurtured yeah yeah that word or you know just nurtured. welcomed you know welcomed in general it was more of like my grandmother told me to not allow anybody to see me in a space where I was emotional or vulnerable because that was weakness and you know to shake yourself and keep it moving even if you're hurting you keep going you and know? when you close the door that's when you and let you it out cry or, and, and nobody I, behind the door better not hear you either exactly you know you there's this 
mindset that you have to be strong. You can't ask for help. And because if you ask people for help, they have leverage on you, you know, and stuff like that. So all these different things, um, you know, like I say, it took me experiencing life to kind of like, okay, you know, I'm not okay. And just being able to say that I'm not okay with the way you treated me. I'm not okay with the way you spoke to me. Um, and a lot, I didn't know how to verbalize those things mm-hmm. until college. Okay. In high school, I was very immature. I wasn't, um, I was extremely immature. Like, like she said, like, oh, you're friends with the, this person that I have a problem with. So now you're on my shit list because I don't like you because you're friends with her. Now I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is not, I'm, I don't have to be with you. I don't like your homegirl. And even if I have, like, that would never, like, for me, like, you know, that would never be something I do now. Mm-hmm. But, like, in high school, I was extremely, I was emotionally immature, even though I, I had some maturity, but I wasn't there. Like, I think for me, it takes just really working on yourself and being able to, like, I didn't know what the ego was. I didn't know that people had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, until college, just really just learning more about life and experiencing life. And I'm just like, Okay, you know, and you grow, but I have people that I know who are 27, 28, damn it, 30 and over, and just they can't communicate. Yeah. And they can't communicate, and it's always me, me, me. And that's, a, that's like, let, let me say something real quick. That's narcissism right there. Like, it's also narcissism. Because I, I feel like our generation is full of narcissistic people. And it's always like, about them and their feelings yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, I think... um, Have you ever heard of EQ? Not IQ, EQ. If you explain it, then I have... Well, EQ, I just heard of it because, EQ like you said it. EQ is but... emotional intelligence. Okay. Um, the basically emotional um IQ um basically quotient. Okay. So it was a psychologist and a scientist um science science journalist with the New York Times, Dan Goleman, wrote about it in nineteen ninety five. Oh well, damn. Okay. So he defined emotional intelligence as the capacity to recognizing your own feelings mm-hmm. and those of others for motivating yourselves and mm-hmm. for managing emotions well in yourselves and our, in our relationships. Okay. And emotional intelligence being have the following qualities and skills. One, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Two, self-regulation. Mm-hmm. Three, motivation. Okay. Four, empathy. Okay. Five, social skills. Okay. So, if I could toot my own horn, I'm very much <laughs> highly, highly... So, like... She, my EQ is very high. Yeah, so you have to be able to... Re- basically, being able to recognize your own feelings and those of others. Being able to know how other people are feeling, which is empathy. Mm-hmm. Being able to show empathy, like, you know, I might not feel angry, but I see that you're angry. You want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know what happened? Um, also, um, he said, you know, being able to motivate ourselves... And from and also managing your emotions well in your, in yourself and also within your within your relationships, and not allowing your emotions to ruin friendships and relationships. Because mm-hmm. I have people that are no, no no longer in my life, and it's based on emotions, not facts, not mm-hmm. pure facts that did something to them that were that was hurtful. Like for example, um, <laughs> I think you're probably gonna know what I'm gonna talk about. I was friends with this person for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And an incident happened where there was a misunderstanding. So this person, um, 
So, you know, I move around a lot. I always had my own place. So I have a lot of furniture. Mm-hmm. And I had them in um, storage. I do. And <laughs> so I had all these furniture in storage. And I was paying like a lot, over $200 a month mm-hmm. for storage fees. So um, I just moved um, from one stick to the next. I moved back to with my parents. And I have no plan of moving out anytime soon. And I, this economy is not made. I'm going back to school for graduate school. Listen, whatsoever. That's not happening anytime soon. Until somebody marry my ass and take me out of my parents' house, I'm not going nowhere. I lived alone for years, so I don't have that problem. Anybody (laughs) wanting to marry her, let me warn you. She comes with student loans. I do. Okay, just putting it out there. But, so I wanted to sell the furniture because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm tired of paying storage fees for these things. I'm going to sell the big stuff, but not my kitchen stuff because you know how I love my, yeah. my wine glasses. Wait, what happened to that, um, the thing that I bought you? i never seen you take a picture with it. What thing? I forgot what it's called. You put it... So you my put, point, I still yeah. have it. It's over there. Okay, cool. Never mind, guys. I just wanted to make sure people <laughs> had it. I wore it once. Okay, good. Yeah, I still have it. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to sell it and stuff like that. So that person and that friend, well, I don't know if I should call them a friend. That friend at the time. At the time. Okay. Um, ended up buying a house and moved. And then I reached out to her and I said, you know, I was really happy that she bought a home. I know it was a long time coming, um, for her. And I was just really, I was happy. I moved. I really drove hours to help um her um and I was sick I had a cold and I, I still went to support and I asked if she wanted to buy the furniture at a discounted price I she said to her um you can buy mine because she was saying that she needed furniture and I said you can buy mine for 70% off because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of them and she didn't want to and then like a few days later she was like hey you want to go to ashley furniture with me i was like okay well guess she wanted new stuff new house new stuff i didn't really think anything of it mm-hmm. so i you know was helping her look for new furniture i was even doing some online research um you know trying to find things for her home just helping her designing things that i love doing stuff like that and so i put my sofa and my bed and my dining room set on facebook because you know, they have facebook market mm-hmm. stuff to sell that person fell some type of way but she didn't come to me she didn't reach out to me like i would reach out to you if i felt some type of way or mm-hmm. whatever there was a misunderstanding i would have texted you like bitch why are you selling your stuff when I went? Like, you know, if I felt like that, I would have said something to you. Mm-hmm. But that person didn't come to me. She went to another person, her friend, who knows me. But, like, I know her, but we're not friends. Like, mm-hmm. I know... That's An her... associate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the person felt the need to reach out to me about it and say, Hey, I don't know if you know, but so-and-so just reached out to me and said that she offered to buy your furniture and you said that you were not selling them and you know that she's in need of, she's in need of furniture and um, now she see that you, you put them online so she feels some type of way. I was like, what? No, that's not how the conversation went. Because I remember we had the conversation via text. Mm-hmm. So, of course, for me, I went back because I don't, I don't delete anything. No. Screenshot. Your text (laughs) message. Listen. Listen to this. Your text messages is your lawyer. Listen. (laughs) Other than God. Listen, this is how it goes. It goes God, text messages, then you hire a lawyer. (laughs) You don't 
go and just hire a lawyer before you start, you know, going through your emails and all of that. Keep all of those things. I keep stuff. Report. So I screenshot and I send it to that person. And I said, that's how the conversation went. Because I remember I offered her my stuff Mm. to sell and she didn't want them. So what does she mean that I, I don't understand and on top of that, she went to Ashley. And that's furniture. what I said. And I said, and also she reached out to me and asked me to go to furniture shop with her. And Ashley went. And she was looking for some other items for her home. And I was doing, because I love Wayfair. And I was literally going through pages and pages of stuff looking for things for her. And I was just like, I even made a joke because I was working, like, really trying to find things for her. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to have to charge you mm-hmm. a designer fee or something. And the girl was like, oh, I didn't know that. She didn't tell me that. I said, of course she didn't. So now I'm feeling some type of way because I feel like, first of all, I felt like, why didn't you come to me? Because mm-hmm. for me, if I have an issue with Susan, I'm not going to go to Jenny about Susan. I'm going to go to Susan about Susan. Exactly, Susan. Because I have a problem with you. Like, why would I go to someone else about your... Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's kind of like now you're creating... <laughs> Who's Susan and Jenny? I'm just like... <laughs> so now it's kind of like you go to someone else. So now you're creating... A false narrative, yeah. right? So to me, that 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 was bothersome for me. Mm-hmm. It really bothered me. So then I ended up reaching out to that person. And I said, hey, next time we have an issue, you need to come to me. Susan. You need to come to me because I don't feel com- I, I didn't feel comfortable that this person had to come to me about something that you felt some type of way. And then secondly, I also sent her that screenshot of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but that's how the conversation went. But you're telling this person this something else. And then she's like, then she turned into, oh, well, when you came over to help me move, I asked you about it again. No, you didn't. No, I don't remember. I don't remember that. And then the joke that I told you I made when I was helping her look for the stuff online. And then she's like, and then you had the nerve to even say that you wanted me to pay you to help me furniture shop. I was like, Uh -uh, I was joking. And if you know me as a friend, you know that my sense of you, like I, why would I? What? Okay. So that was like another thing. And then she said something along the line that, um, not even along the line, I'm going to quote her. The fact that you asked me to, you tried to charge me for the furniture, it says a lot about you. Okay, Susan, let's have a whole conversation right so now. So I was just like. But did I not pay for that? Did so now I'm not a friend. So now I'm, and this person hasn't spoken to me. And then I text her back and I said, um, since we've been friends, I've never been that person. You know how I am. What's mine is yours. Like that's, I'm one of the most, any, I might be a lot of things, but I'm a goddamn good friend. Like I show up for my friends, whether it's financially. Well, I must say, you, <laughs> I must say you're slacking because you were supposed to make me some macaroni. And oh yeah. I, still haven't had I haven't that. make you your mac and, your, yeah, I'm supposed to be making her some mac and cheese and I did promise, but I've been so busy with work. So let's just say so, yeah. you're an okay friend, <laughs> but once I get my macaroni, you'll be like a great friend. So I, and I said, you know, I don't, and I said to her, you know, do not yeah. insult my character. Yeah. No, that And was then wrong. that was the last time we spoke and I think that was that happens in January. And I know you and that person were like close. Very, very close. close. And we are in May. And she she ignored me. She stopped talking to me. Um so for me, I looked at it like you lack emotional intelligence. Because that wasn't worth ending the friendship over huh? unless you had some underlying issues with me that I never knew about. Girl, you better be careful because as soon as she hears you say you are lacking 
emotional intelligence. Now you just called her stupid. I didn't know that. You, I, I'm just like, no, I'm just letting you know. So, that's how some people are. You might just say one thing and then they hear something else. Oh, now no. I'm not intelligent. No, she no, said I, emotional intelligence. Because you just could have be, to get that clear. Because a lot of people are book smart, but when it comes to emotions, they yeah. can't. They can't function. Yeah, you can't be book smart. Gotta, you know, no. you can have a high IQ and have a low EQ. So I'm just saying. So high IQ, <laughs> low EQ. But okay, I'm sorry, to me, it would be something. I would have dealt with that in a whole different way. First yeah. of all, I wouldn't felt entitled to your stuff. That yeah. be. I'm gonna put that out there real quick. I would not feel entitled to anybody's stuff because no one owes me anything. Exactly. And if I really Let's say that I was in a space where I couldn't afford to buy them from you. Mm-hmm. I could have said, you know what, Wells, I really want to buy them, but I don't. I just bought a house. But I know buying a house is the, is not just an emotional problem, but it's also financial because you just bought a house. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be broke for a while. Oh yeah. You just bought a house, and I I, I, house I, I would like if she came to me like because we were really close. Like I've you know I would have said, hey, you know what, don't worry because I don't need the money. Mm-hmm. Right now, I just wanted to stop paying. Um, yeah. The, the the space to to um when to you storage have it, them. You could give it. You, to yeah, them. I could have said, hey, you know what about you can um take them off my hand when you have the money, you can pay me or you can you know give me twenty dollars every two weeks or whatever mm-hmm. you can afford. Let's work something out as friends. That's something that I would like like I wouldn't mind that because I would have done that. I would have mm-hmm. been, like been really transparent with you and say, hey girl, I don't have the money, but I need the furniture from you. Can I buy them and pay you later? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good for it. Or, you know, I'll make a payment, whatever. Let me go see them. Even if let's say that I I wanted to charge you six hundred for the couch, and you say, you know what, girl, you had it for two years. I'll give you two hundred. You know, something like that. Yeah. Like we're friends. Like, but the idea that you just took. Your ego or whatever told you one narrative about me, and we've been friends since who? A long time. Over, over since twenty twelve. Oh, so I was here first. Twenty. When was Bloomfield College? Oh no, damn, she was there first. All right, never mind. Yeah, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. So it's been, and we're in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it it was a long time, and this is someone that I really saw like a like a sister to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, I, but it was just this, that kind of, I was like, oh, okay. I would have dealt with that differently. Well, damn. Uh, well, unless you had some underlying issues about me that I didn't know and you were looking for an excuse to, you know, not be my friend anymore. Yeah. Unless, you know, that was something else that I, you know, I didn't know about. But to me, it was kind of like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. Till this day, I still don't know. It was more of... Uh, I was the last person who said something like, hey, you don't insult my intelligence. And then she stopped replying. And then I haven't heard from her ever since. But do you need that person in your life? No. Okay, cool. No. Not, like, to be <laughs> honest like, with you, uh... like, to, be, to be really transparent, and I, I, it's not something that, um, for me, the idea that there were somebody said, I didn't even say no. The, the idea that you felt entitled or you... Um, just because we're friends doesn't mean that I owe you everything. You owe no one. I would say no one nothing, but that doesn't make no sense. No one anything. You don't owe anyone anything. <laughs> better yet, guys, trust me. Sometimes I just have those. Okay. Yeah, we have those moments. But it was just this. I was like, okay, well, um, 
grown-ups don't act like that <laughs> not at all not at all not at all <laughs> so yeah like that like to me that's like a perfect example of where your emo you allow your emotion to dictate even though the like even if you felt some type of way about it at least kind of like process and say why do i feel like this you know this person like for me if i felt like that i probably would be like yo this has this person this person been in my life for a while she's been my friend for a while she ever given me a reason for me to feel like that about mm-hmm. her or whatever where is this feeling coming from and i probably would have reached out to you and say hey girl you know what the way i acted earlier you know um i'm under a lot of stress yeah. or whatever like hey like i, I apologize you know, and, and if you still, if you didn't sell those things, I'll take them and, and let's, you know, and I just, to me, the whole situation could have been. It could have been dealt with differently. Yeah. And it could have been resolved by now too. Months yeah. later. Mind yeah. You. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's where, um, I'm still giving you guys 18 to 22. Get your shit together. <laughs> and if, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not. 18 to 22, get your shit together. And if you're a new mom, please do not have shitty children that they don't know how to. Yeah, it's just, come on. The world doesn't owe you anything. You can't go into a job and tell the job what to do as you are the employee. Listen, you are the employee of the world. The world don't even, mind you, you're a volunteer of this world because they're not going to pay you for it either. Stop being shitty. Stop teaching your children shitty characteristics by the age of 18 and 22. If you don't want your children to catch these hands, because now they are legal, teach your children better. Yeah. Do better, be better. Because I just like, even with my little sisters, I teach them to be able to use their words. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, like, um, I remember my mom was like, my sister snapped. And then I was like, she's probably under a lot of stress. So I went and spoke to her. I said, hey, you say some things. You were very disrespectful. And mom didn't slap you, but I would have. I would have smacked the shit out of you if you, spoke, if you, if, if you have spoken to me like In that. that manner, yeah. Yeah, but my mom didn't. Because I think what my thing is, you know, parents, they have a bunch of other children. Mm-hmm. My mom has six of us, but she gave birth to four of us. I think she parented the first three. And the other ones, she's like, well, I I've done my time. <laughs> I've done my time in my community service. I'm tired. Listen. So, y'all the oldest ones, y'all can raise uh, the last ones. Because me, I'm tired. Because I'm tired. Like, that's where, that's, that's where I, that's how I feel. Because if yeah. I spoken to her like that way, I would have gotten smacked. Like, she literally would have smacked me so much, I would have found myself in Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Like, woke up. Woke up from a coma months later. Like, where am I, honey? You in Haiti. You don't, don't, sit for, don't sit too fast. Like, <laughs> You've you been out for busy. a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> You've been out for a couple of months. Yeah, honey. like, but she didn't do that. But she was like, she, I came home. She was like, your sister did this. Da, 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 da. So I went and spoke to my younger sister. And I was like, hey, what happened? I'm just, now she's like overwhelmed with emotions. I'm just, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you like this. I I get it, but you need to calm down, take a deep breath, and use your words mm-hmm. to have a conversation with me. Take a deep breath, breathe in, and out. You're good. Can you speak? Yes. But <laughs> you're not ready. I'm going to be back. Obviously, you're not. I'll come back. We, we'll talk later. Later on, came back. You ready to talk? Yes. Okay. So what happened? 
what's going on? Why would you talk to your mom like that? Because you know I would have smacked the shit out of you. You know that, right? You think you're light-skinned because I would still smack the black off of you. I don't think you understand. Uh, and then she's like, I just, I was just tired. And then, then she asked me to do something. And then, um, my other sister, Daniela, she was just in the other room, just watching TV, not doing anything. But I was just, I was busy doing something else. And I had to leave what I was doing to go do something else. Because she didn't want to tell Daniela to do something else. I don't understand why she's always calling me. Why didn't you say no? That would have saved a lot of people a lot of trouble. I'm not even allowed to say, Mom, I'm busy. Can you call Daniela? I'll say, okay. Or, Daniela, can you do this? I'm busy doing this. You didn't have to do that. You need to be able to use your words mm-hmm. and be able to say no and set boundaries, even with your own mother. Being able to say no where you don't feel like people are taking advantage of you. And I'm like, you don't always have to say yes. Do you know that? Okay. So cute, man. Well, uh, now you do. And what are you going to do? I'm going to apologize to mom. Oh, okay, great. I don't have to tell you. Go apologize to your mother. Fine. And you need to apologize to me because I have to deal with this shit. No. <laughs> but you know, honestly, the thing about it is this, right? The EQ... Doesn't mean like, oh, you're always gonna be on it at no, all No, you're time. not. Not all the time. Sometimes, you're gonna have to reflect. Yeah, you say you have to have self awareness. Yeah, you're gonna have to reflect because I've seen it in myself. Yeah. As much as oh, I yeah. cry in it, like for example, my niece, right? I've I had to realize that she responds better to this rose mm-hmm. than she does to this rose. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause she, I'll talk to her. Don't do it, Anai. She'll do it. Don't do it, Anai. She'll do it. And then I'll yell at her, and next thing you know, she's crying. Yeah. And I'm like, did I hit you? But I did hit her. With I your did, words. With my words. <laughs> like, you know? So I have to also be aware of myself. Yeah. That she doesn't respond well to that. So once that third time comes. I'm her and she I tell me. her in a calm voice. Do you want me to punch you in the throat? Oh, no! <laughs> now, That's the thing is... Don't do that. The thing is, I'm not going to hit her. She knows this because I have never put but my hand on her. But that's fear. You're and st- then she's like, no. I'm like, good, because I don't want to punch you in the throat. <laughs> you know, like, we make it known that there's no punching of the throat that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. But why God. is it that you're not listening? Poor and baby. then she'll explain to me. She's not a baby no more. That's my girl, though. She's not. Yeah, I've been sitting her in a long so time. So it's like, then the question now is, so why is it when I spoke to you the first two times you didn't listen? Mm-hmm. Oh, the reason why I was running this time is because I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, my bad. I didn't see that. Yeah. So it's like, you're not always going to be 100% on it. Sometimes emotions is going to come out before you're able to process. In any relationships, yeah. parenting is one of them. A lot of parents tend to, even if you don't have kids yourself, but you also an older sibling, you're technically a parent. Mm-hmm. If you are an aunt or an uncle, you're a fucking parent. It's just um, we don't get Mother's Day and Father's Day, which sucks. Yeah, but we, you're still a parent in a way. So a lot of time, you know, you react before, because not every situation where you can be like, 
oh what is let happening me let me through. process it <laughs> like i can i'm saying all of this doesn't mean that i'm perfect at it like oh, a lot no. of time like i have to i apologize a lot because i'm able to apologize now and being able to say hey you you did not um do this that was like even like being a friend like for me i'm able to you know i I'm, i pride myself of showing up in my friend's life in a way that that's loving that's you know, respectful in all these different ways, but I know that I'm not the perfect friend. So in different, you know, there's different occasions where I could have showed up different, shown up differently. I could have been a better friend, but I'm able to recognize that now and mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know what, girl? I apologize. You know, um, it seems like the other day you called me and you wanted somebody to talk to and I washed you off the phone because I was busy. That wasn't right. You know, I'm here now. You know, if you want to speak, I'm here. You know, being able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, but it takes some reflection days later. But at that moment, in the heat of the time, I didn't think of it like that. Or even in relationships, just like I said, my boyfriend and I, we have a grown-up relationship. This is my first one. (laughs) My first grown-up relationship. I know, guys. Where I'm able to be like, um... Yeah, that wasn't nice. The way I spoke to you earlier. And I'm I sorry. And I apologize. Love me. And then he's like, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Oh, well, I took that back. <laughs> I didn't he's like, oh, wrong. I didn't. But then I, I was like, yeah, but I felt bad about it because I knew what my intentions behind the way I spoke to you was. Even mm-hmm. though you, you didn't know my intentions, but I knew my intentions. Yeah. So I'm telling you that I feel, I feel bad about it, so I apologize. And always have being able to hold him, him accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, I didn't like the way you spoke to me. This, this needs to be handled in a better way. You know, can we communicate in a different way? Yeah. Or this, if a conversation is turning into... You know, it's getting a little heated, being able to say, hey, can we take a break from this conversation right now? Because right now my emotions are taking over. Yeah. And I cannot think rationally because right now everything you say, I'm going to take it the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to take everything you said the wrong way because right now I feel like you are taking an attack on me and my emotions. Are, I don't know if it's my ego or my emotions, but I'm feeling some type of way. Hello. <laughs> what do you mean, hello? <laughs> <laughs> babe, who are you calling, babe? What do you mean, babe? That, I, I'm just like I'm feeling some type of way. I'm getting emotional. I I need to pause this conversation. Yeah. And being able to I'm like you know being able to say hey let's post this, let's my big thing let's put in a post it sticky note sticky note oh let's get back to it tomorrow not even tonight tomorrow I'm not mad let's just put everything to the side right now and let's come back let's circle back around to it and that's what let's she get he, it on and yeah go back to it tomorrow. yeah yeah. <laughs> You know, because nothing make you Let's um forgive, which is yeah, that that really helps. <laughs> guys, that helps. Yeah, that helps a lot. A tip of the day: if you guys are ever fighting, guys that's listening, women that's listening, if there's ever a heated conversation going on, even if you're upset, just in that moment, take your just, tea out. Take your tea out. <laughs> Or better, if you're a dude, take your penis out, you know? But Start swinging it. Just swing it. I'll it. laugh. Or better yet, just like go up to the person and just kiss them. Like, oh, yeah. That will just stop the whole thing and be like, let's get back to this tomorrow or later. But right now, it's a little bit too hot. And these clothes need to come off. And my boyfriend, like, I'll be like, he he gets, he he's weird. Like, he looks at me, he gets like. Real close. I'm telling you. And he licks my face. <laughs> Crack it up. I'm like, Ew. There's nothing that's that serious, guys. 
<laughs> it might be, but you know. Yeah, unless it's cheating and all the stuff. Oh, yeah, we don't kiss and pull out titties when it's cheating. Cause... Yeah, if you cheat. I'm, but matter of fact, you're not even going to have your um, pennies to pull out. I'm gonna nah, because that thing would have been. And feed it to the dog. Don't play these nah, games. That's a dirty penis. I'm not going <laughs> to do that to the dogs. Come on. I'm putting it in the wood Yeah, so yeah, that was the hot topic. So, age 18 and 22. Get your together. I mean, get your things together. Get your mind well, right. Well, I would say 25. Well, Vanessa's giving y'all some more time to grow I'm giving up. y'all some more time. Right? Because like, like I got a, that Your time. frontal lobe, which helps you being rational, you don't... It's not yet mature that um by until 25. You, you, once you turn... Once you 25, like you like mid-20s, late 20... You have no business acting like that. You have no, and if you still acting like that and you're like you 27, 28, 29, 30 and up, you need to find yourself a therapist. So the moral of this is find yourself a therapist. Yeah. If you're still acting like you have yeah. no sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, cause you know, like even when I'm acting up, I, I still, I have my days and then, you know, I tell my therapist a scenario she's like, and she gives me that smirk. I'm like, oh gosh, she, she gonna, she gonna drag me. What, do you think that was the best way to handle it? No. Apparently not. That's why I brought it up. And I was just like, well, that's why we're talking about <laughs> it, right? And she was just like, oh, so you feel guilty? A little bit. A little bit, but, yes. I feel a little guilty. But they don't need to know that. And then she's like, well, how do you think you could have handled it? Why am I doing my own work? I didn't come here to do this. <laughs> Lady, I paid you for more help than this. How do you think you could have handled it? Um, well, I think I could have. Well, why didn't you? Well, I was heated. Duh. Uh, I was low. Well, you do now. <laughs> and I'm just like, girl, I ain't got time for this. I'm leaving. I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go because right now you're doing my. <laughs> I just need you to say that I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not giving me that. Well. Um. So yeah, that was it. So, we're coming near the end of the show. We're going to do the wellness segment. So, that conversation really kind of like segue into the wellness segment, which is the art of forgiveness. So, so today for my wellness segment, so I was reading up this article on APA.org, which is the American Psychological Association. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how forgiveness can improve your mental health and your physical health. Okay. And this article was published in January 2017. Okay. Um, so it was based on a study um, that was done by, um, um, I don't know, you know, these white names. Help They're me. difficult. This white names Everett what? PhD Worthington Worthington Yeah PhD PhD So he's been studying forgiveness apparently for <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> child the ghetto The ghettoest name of this oh Lord. um has been studying forgiveness for nearly um a decade and he um basically um I'm gonna read this out for you guys when he faced with the worst possible opportunity to put his research to the test. His mo- his mother was murdered in a home invasion. Mm-hmm. The, po- the police were confident they identified the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. The man was never prosecuted. 
there was no justice. But despite the tragic, tragic mm-hmm. nature of that loss, mm-hmm. it didn't mean forgiveness was off the table. Mm-hmm. So he talked about how um, basically forgiving the murder of his mom was one of the hardest things he had to do. Okay. Um, so I'm going to like go, I'm going to skim over this article. Um, you guys should definitely check it out. Um, so he said, so someone, another person, Bob, all these white names, many people think of forgiveness as letting go or moving on, but there's more to it than that, says Bob. And right. Uh-huh. PhD. That's another very difficult mm-hmm. name to say. Who pioneered the study of forgiveness three decades ago. True forgiveness goes a step further, he says. Offering something positive, empathy, compassion, understanding towards the person who hurts you. That element makes forgiveness both a virtue and a powerful construct in positive psychology. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it down a little bit hmm. sorry guys um trying to find because i read this article multiple times too because i'm trying to find out the study okay here we go so so they did a study where they wanted to put to the test as far as like people forgiving and how forgiveness um can help your overhaul well-being and mental health and physical health Mm -hmm. so um oh that's a good name Toussaint that's French being forgiven can pay off he's a colleague and he's part of the study he said they found as expected that people who had greater levels of accumulated lifetime stress exhibited worse mental health outcomes but amongst the volunteer who scored high on measures of forgiveness, mm-hmm. high lifetime stress didn't predict poor mental health. Okay. So basically, unforgiveness causes stress to the body. Of course. Because you're holding on to resentment yeah. and hurt and hatred and all these different things, mm-hmm. so which can impact your mental health and also your physical health. So they found that people who are high on forgiveness will measure how in forgiveness were able to forgive they actually score lower um when it comes to their mental health um they actually they higher you know their mental health wasn't as poor as the other people who couldn't forgive okay so they also said um where is it yeah so forgiveness actually um he found that when forgiveness rose, levels of stress went down. Okay. Reduced stress in turn led to decrease in mental health symptoms. Okay. Um, there's also good news for the grudge holders and revenge seekers of the world. Um, with practice, most mostly anyone can learn to be more forgiving. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the world's most forgiving person, to say. If you work at it, it takes the edge off stress, and ultimately that helps you feel better. Okay. Developing empathy is a good place to start, he says. Journaling and expressing writing with the goal of being empathetic can help. Mm-hmm. Angry about your boss's would remark? Try to put yourself in her shoes. Maybe she's under a lot of pressure. Um, the project isn't going as planned. I'm not always perfect, he says. He's like, he also talk about, um, found that for religious people, prayer can boost forgiveness. 
He and his colleagues study American and Indian representing Christian and Hindu and Muslim backgrounds. He mm-hmm. found that those who had a brief prayer for their romantic partners were less likely to exhibit retaliation motives when presented with statements such as my pa- my, my partner wronged me and I do something. I do something to even the score. Okay. So he talked about how also forgiveness can help lower blood pressures mm-hmm. and can be good for your basically physical well-being as well. <coughs> Why are you talking like that? <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys should definitely, because I'm fine to not give you the entire article. Um, but it was very interesting um, to see that. I mean, we you know that you know people. You know, it also it helps forgiveness help reduce um, levels of depression and, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they say forgiveness is an is an important feature in couples therapy, where betrayal and resentment frequently um, play a starring role in that okay. relationship. Um, also, uh, addressing infidelity. So, forgiveness is good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgiveness, they said there's different steps. So I did some research, you know, I'm a big research person, um, <laughs> about forgiveness. Cause when people think of forgiveness, they think it's like, oh, you're just going to let go. It's a one, two, three step and you're going to get, you know, you're going to be, you're going to get over it. Okay. But there's something called forgiveness therapy that yeah, people can go through. So let's say that, but not, you know, Let's say for him, like he said, you know, his mom was murdering, uh, mm-hmm. murdered in a home invasion. That's someone that would go through forgiveness therapy because that's a big event that happened. Okay. So they say, they say forgiveness is a process where someone who has been wronged chooses to let go of their resentment and treat the wrongdoer with compassion. That doesn't mean that, that what they did to you was okay. Um, it means that I'm seeing the human in you. I'm seeing you as a human being mm-hmm. with flaws, was not perfect. And I'm able, I'm going to see you. Okay. And be, when you do that, you're not seeing what they did to you, seeing the person. Okay. So you kind of start the process of forgiveness. Um, they say forgiveness also allows you to let go of chronic interpersonal stressors that causes us um, to burden. Um, so yeah, so um, it helps you get rid of anger and relaxes your muscle and you become less anxious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you get angry, you know, anger is a very deep, long lasting and also negatively impact our health. So there's different parts of forgiveness. I'm going to skim over them. So they say forgiveness is not reconciliation. That's what they said. Are we pairing or returning to the relationship? Forgiveness, um, forgetting or forgetting the injustice, condoning or excusing the offender's behavior. Letting go, but wishing for revenge. Mm-hmm. That's not what forgiveness is. However, forgiveness is the decision to overcome pain mm-hmm. that was inflicted by someone else. Letting go of anger, resentment, shame, and other emotions associated with an injustice. Even though there are reasonable feelings, but treating the offender with compassion, even though they're not entitled to it. So, yeah. So they have, so they have, I think, 
four phases of forgiveness. The first one is the uncovering phase. Okay. And they said during that phase um, of forgiveness, you will be able to improve your understanding of the injustice and how it has impacted your life. Mm-hmm. So some of the questions you can process, you know, describe what happened. What did this person do to you? What was the injustice? Um, why was this treatment unfair? How have the injustice affected you? Example, painful mem- emotions. Mm-hmm. Has this injustice changed your worldview or change your behavior? Um, so during this phase, you'll be able to improve your understanding of what happened to you and how it has impacted your life. Um, so phase two of forgiveness is the decision phase. Okay. So that's where you're going to make that decision, whether or not you want to forgive that person. Okay. Yes. Um, Phase two, um, so during that phase, you will gain a deeper understanding of what forgiveness is and make the decision whether you choose to reject forgiveness as an option. So some of the things to consider um, while going to that phase, without looking at the de- definition, how would you describe forgiveness? What does forgiveness look like to you? Um, what are the pros and cons of deciding to forgive that person? So many people um, struggle with forgiveness because they feel like they're entitled to their feelings. Mm-hmm. But it is normal to feel angry or betrayed. Making the decision to forgive is actually a self-care experience. Yeah. Um, you care for yourself by letting go of resentment, anger, so you can heal. Whether or not you make the decision to forgive, describe how things might be different if you decide to um, forgive. Mm-hmm. So that was phase two. Phase three... It's the work phase. Where do I put work into this? <laughs> you gotta put work. <laughs> Forgiveness is not easy. It's not. So the work phase. So during the work phase, you will start to understand the offender in a new way, which will allow positive feelings towards the offender in yourself. So you will use this phase to gain a better understanding, learning about the other person. How, you know how did this person grow up? How made this impact their behavior? What was like life like for them at the time of the offense? List the feelings that you currently have towards them. Do you list any positive feelings? You know, just really having a better understanding of that person and what they did to you at the time and what they were going through at the time. So the last phase is the deepening phase. So during the final phase of forgiveness, you will further decrease the negative emotions associated with the injustice. You may find meaning in the experience. And recognize in ways that experience have helped you grow mm-hmm. and evolve. So that last phase, you, you should see a degree, a decrease of negative emotions towards that person. Or the act itself. Things to consider. Have you, how have you benefited by forgiving that person? Do you feel less stress? Mm-hmm. Are you experiencing less anxiety symptoms? You know, if you see that person, do you still get that tight feeling in your heart? Do you still get jumpy when you see or if you remember what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you feeling at that phase? And if you still have those negative emotions and you didn't really do the work, you got to go back to phase one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go back to phase one. So um, consider how forgiveness has in, uh, affected your emotional health, behavior changes that resulted from the act. Any time and energy spent thinking about that person, you know, um, describe have you gone since that what happened? How have you evolved? You know, any effort uh, in your effort to forgive? How had your worldview changed? 
are you stronger than you were before deciding to forgive mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i wanted to talk to about today on my wellness segment forgiveness i think we all should be a little bit more forgiving um to people because he you're not doing it like when people say, you know, how uh, older people say, you're not forgiving for them, you're forgiving for you. They, it's completely right. It's, 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 it's true. It's honestly the truth. Yeah. Like I've seen, there was, as soon as you started talking about um, the forgiveness and the steps, there was a video that stood out in my mind. Um, it was of this Muslim mother mm-hmm. whose son had been murdered. And. You're thinking about this. Somebody's son, their child, has been murdered in cold blood over a couple of bucks. And she was... She had the whole opportunity, and we've seen it, where the families come after such a heinous act has Mm -hmm. been done. And they tell the murderer... I hate you for what you take you've taken away from me. I hope you rot in jail. And they tell them out of emotions of that pain what they wish for them. Mm. This queen mother stood in front of this child because that's what the that's what the the person who committed the crime yeah. was a child. And she told them I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You've taken away my son, but now you are, now I'm in the position to take you on wow. and help nurture you so that you do not end up in this space again, Aww. so that you heal from this. Yeah. And afterwards, she went and she hugged his mother mm. because she's like, I've lost a son, but you are now losing a son also. Yeah. Because when you go to jail it's as though you're still alive but But. your parents don't have you the way it is honestly forgiveness was not an easy thing for me but I have now made forgiveness a very strong foundation that I stand on Yeah, I don't believe and holding on to things. Yeah. Because, and nobody's perfect. I agree. And people, whether they mean it or not, are going to do things that hurt you, you, that disappoint you. And you literally have that power to not allow the emotion to drag you down. Mm -hmm. And the only way to be able to do that is by forgiving. And like you said, forgiving doesn't mean you're going to bring yourself back into that situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I forgive you. So let's start off with a clean slate and we're going to act like nothing ever happened. Forgiveness is at that moment in time, you were unable to nurture in me or give to me what I needed from you. But I'm not going to hold that against you because that is not who you are. Yeah. That may be a part of you, but it's not the whole of you. Um, we were making this jo- Well, you made this joke earlier because of the fact that I'm so close with a lot of my exes. Yeah. Um, I literally have only one ex that I'm not close to. And the thing about him is it's because at the point in time our relationship had reached... The hurt that was caused then, I no longer hold on to that hurt, but I 
refuse to give him more opportunities to remain in my life, to continue to be inconsistent. So we spoke it out. We understood each other. We know that there's no hurt feelings. There's no ill intent, but it's just we can't be an active part of each other's life. Yeah. When you are forgiving someone, it is hard because you literally have to dissect the situation. It's, it's work and it's, you also exactly. be able to see the person in a different light. Exactly. And I think the issue is we want to see the people that hurt us as the villain in our story. And they're not. And they're not because they're also a victim to something. Like to we something. are a victim exactly. of them what they did to us. Like but, my therapist had mm-hmm. to help me with that. Um last week we talked about that. Because I was talking to her about because you know I'm, I'm a survivor of sex, childhood sexual assault. And, you know, when people think of that, they're like, oh, no, what happened to you is awful. And it is. What happened to me was awful. These people were fucked up, what mm-hmm. they did. And it impacted me in a very negative way. And I'm still trying to undo what they did to me. Um, but she said something that was very profound. She's like, you are the victim of their acts, but they also were a victim of something for them to be able to see what they did. For them to do to do what they did to you and they thought it was okay. Yeah. For them, to, for a human being to hurt another human being and not have any remorse, something that had to happen had to them. Had to happen to them, yeah. And, and she's like, being able to forgive is being able to show empathy mm-hmm. and say, you know what? What you did to me is fucked up. I'm still going to hold you accountable for it. I of still course. want justice. However, you are a human being who's also hurt. Yeah who's also hurt and you just use your hurt in a different way hurt people hurt people so you use your hurt to hurt me and you know i i see you i see the human in you i see the person who needs help as well i'm not gonna be the one that helps you no because i have to help myself get over what you did to me but i see you and that's that's empathy and yeah. being able to do that forgiveness comes with empathy and i think what the issue is the reason why so many people hold grudges as well you're not gonna like what i have to say the reason why so many of us hold grudges and won't let go is because we like the feelings of being victims of course as long as i'm still angry i can tell my story i can be pissed I'm st- I still look at myself as a victim of mm-hmm. you. So I'm not willing to let that go because I'm addicted of that story. That story of me being a victim is all I have. That's now it's my identity. What you did to me now becomes my identity. Yeah. And me forgiving you meaning that I have to be a different person. Yeah. I can no longer be my story. I can no longer be a victim of rape. I have to be Vanessa. Mm-hmm. I have to be Vanessa. I have to be someone else that I'm not willing to explore. Yeah. So I'm going to hold grudges. I'm going to hold on to that because that's who I am. My victimhood turned into my identity. And it's a process. It is a process, especially if what happened to you, and when I'm talking about forgiveness, I'm not talking about somebody step on your shoes. It could, like, I'm talking about trauma. Like trauma. somebody. Yes killed your 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 loved one somebody raped you somebody you're in a relationship with a man or a woman who abused you and being able to see that person in a different light that's hard oh it's of course it's hard that's difficult especially when you open up yourself to someone and the thing is we hope for the best but prepare for the worst yeah and once that worst comes, we're not always prepared to deal with that worst. So to have someone ask you, 
after you felt that this person has taken a part of you, used it and abused it and thrown it away as if it meant nothing, for someone else to turn around and say to you, that is still a human being. Yeah. Think about what that person. What? Why would oh, I? Why? Think of, why would I think what about, about what that person? Yeah, like me, me, me. <laughs> but you have to understand. At some point, the ball has to stop rolling. Yeah. Because as this ball has rolled, it's picking up momentum, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna get worse and worse and worse. Now, do you wanna be that point where it's like you're hurt? will no longer hurt the world mm. or is it I'm going to help your hurt grow mm-hmm. and you don't owe you owe it to yourself yeah, to heal and that's the thing. you don't owe it to anybody else oh, the person will hurt you yeah you don't, you don't owe, it, you to owe it to yourself to heal because like the article said when we're holding on to such a load it is mental it is emotional. Physical. And when it's in your mind and it's in your motion, it will tear at your physical. Mm-hmm. And we try, we at times forget that our emotions can physically affect our body. Amen. Because once we're hurt, some people, they stop eating. Or some people will continue eating without being hungry. So your body is being affected either way. Or you're not sleeping as much. Or even the fact that you're sleeping too much. It's just the way you take that hurt, the way you mingle with that hurt, you have to realize that people will always have the opportunity to hurt you. Yeah. But you have the power to be able to stop how far the effect goes. And that's where forgiveness comes in. Again, you when the person does it something to you, you don't just right away. Okay, yes, I forgive you. Yeah, because that's not that's genuine. not for because that's when not you really sit in it, you're gonna realize, wait, you fucked up. Yeah. Wait, what? What? What did you do to me? You're gonna <laughs> go through the emotions. You're gonna cry. You're gonna be angry. You're gonna be hurt. You're going to want revenge. And guess what? That's all normal. But there's another step. There's the step of realizing, you know what? This person who hurt me, they are not only that instant. Yeah. They they are not just that harmful thing that they did, whether it's something they said, whether it's something they did, or something that they didn't do. They are a whole being. And you yourself, you have fallen short on some of your things that you've said that you will do that you haven't done. You've said something on purpose to hurt someone. So everyone has that humanity in them. Yeah. Forgiving is being able to realize the humanity is still there beyond the hurt. And being able to look at it and say, that was me. Would I want someone to forgive me? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of us are lacking because we want people to forgive us, but we don't want to be forgiven. We don't want to be forgive. Forgiven. We don't want to forgive. We want to be forgiven, but we don't want to forgive. So it's just this mindset which like, you know, I'm per- any also the lack of forgiveness also should for some reason holding on to unforgiveness and holding grudges. You're not perfect. No. You are not perfect. Not at all. None of us are perfect. Not at all. And part of forgiving is 
any relationship, if you are going to have a friendship, and I think this is a, especially for women, and I think that was the last um, episode that we did together, we talk about how women are so quick to turn just trash friendships and mm-hmm. not really work on friendships. Like, women are more forgiving to men who cheat on them than they are forgiving to, to their friends, to they who, friends who, who have been them. there for them who hurt yeah. them. They are way more forgiving to trash men that they have no business being with. But let oh. God forbid a girlfriend said no or something happened that was very minor or petty. All of a sudden, fuck that bitch. You know, I'm done. I don't want to talk to her. Blah, blah, blah. All these different things. It's just like, okay, well, are you a perfect friend? Not at all. Are you like, and, and that's the thing, like forgiving doesn't mean that, you know, if you only forgive because you're going to get something from that person, then it's not real forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's not real forgiveness. It's not. And I think that's the reason why some of y'all are, are so willing to forgive these men because they got something that y'all want is dick. Let's be real. That's mm-hmm. why y'all don't want to be alone. So you have this fear of loneliness, of singleness. So you you will take anything. Not because that you really forgive this guy. Because let me let me be real honest with you. If you find yourself, you know, going through his phone or feeling some kind of way, then you didn't really forgive him. And if you're bringing it back up at every single argument, you did not forgive, you did him. Not forgive him. So it's not really that you forgive that person. It's because you have this... Tolerated. Yeah, you tolerated <laughs> this person tolerated. because you didn't want to be alone. Because for some reason you didn't want to be alone, so you had to put up with the shit, mm-hmm. you know. And then you are harboring resentment towards that person. Yeah. So then now years later you're like, after everything you put me through and I took you back, did I ask you to? You made that decision. You made that you know? decision. Yeah, so, you can't keep on throwing it back in their face. Yeah, and that's what for forgiveness is not that. Just because I forgive you doesn't mean that like once I forgive someone, once I'm over it, I'm over it. Yeah. You're not gonna hear from it. You're not gonna hear. I'm not gonna say, well, like three months later, remember that time? No, I'm over it. Matter of fact, I'm I probably won't even remember. <laughs> like once I really do the work, if it wasn't something that was like very traumatic to me, mm-hmm. if it was something like small, like Honestly, there's certain arguments that you and I had, I don't remember what they were about. I knew that, I just don't remember because they weren't that big. They it weren't that big. It was always your fault. Of course it was. Yeah, so just to let you know. Of course it was because you're so yeah, perfect. No, because you didn't remember. I'm just reminding you. <laughs> <laughs> because you're so perfect, of course it was my fault. No, but honestly, no, that's the truth. I really don't remember what it exactly. was, what they are. Like, we've had arguments when we were living together and... If I could tell you what started it or no, what ended it... No, I could it, never remember what started it. I don't know. No. Because at the end of the day, we are past that. We have forgiven each other for whatever we said or whatever we did. Because I really tr- don't remember. And we've moved on. All right. I've brought up my exes. So, for example, with one of them, mm-hmm. um, it was a terrible breakup. Um... I found out he was cheating on me. He had a girl that was pregnant. Oh, that guy. He, yeah, him. Um, he... I don't like him very much. <laughs> you forget, but I have it. He had a girl that was pregnant. He had another one that he was living with. It, 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 guys. You forgave him? I have Guys, it. it was a very bad situation. And I remember the day that we broke up. I was still on campus. And, oh, I remember that. I remember. And they, th- like, they were like, Rose, I remember when let's you find go- out that he had the um the ba- the baby and all that stuff. Yep. Um, Rose, let's go eat. And I'm like, no, I don't want to eat. 
it's as though my life was over because this was somebody that I cared Childish about. Childish as fuck. Girl. Right uh, <laughs> um, you should have poisoned him. Oh, God. Okay. So poison this we, nigga, we, sis. We did not. Um, <laughs> poison this niggas. Teach him a lesson. The funny thing about it is I was so hurt for so long. And then I read a quote. And the quote, I can't remember it exactly. It says that you have the power of letting someone continuously hurt you. Mm -hmm. Something around that line. And I'm like, you know what? I don't like this emotion that I'm feeling. Yeah. So then I started going through our relationship. And I started to see where a lot of signs were that I would ignore. You ignore, yeah. And I had to forgive myself for mm, that. Self-forgiveness. That I is... had to forgive myself for that. Then That's the hardest one, too. That's the hardest one, because at the end of the day, you're like, well, I'm it's hurt. You're looking at yourself yeah. and be like, uh, you, oh, bitch, you, you fucked you up. You fucked up, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but no, I'm hurt. It's his fault. No, it's like, there were many, many, many signs that I chose to overlook. Yeah. And even during that time, too, there were moments because I was raised in a family that with a very with very strict parents. So I also had to realize that a relationship is give and take. Yeah. And there are certain parts of our relationship that I couldn't give because I was restricted. Mm -hmm. So right there and then, that's another thing that I had to realize. Mm -hmm. That if I wasn't able to show up in certain manners... And he was unable to wait for me for the moments where I was going to show up. Then that could have been a reason behind it. But that's... So, it's like, I'm not giving him excuses. Okay. Because I'm still holding him accountable for the bullshit that he willingly partook because, in. Because, you knew I lived at home. You knew I was yeah. Haitian. You knew my parents were not playing with that shit. Exactly. You could not come sleep over. I could not sleep over <laughs> the house. You knew all of this. So, uh, with, with, throughout all of that, I started Ooh. realizing, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to continue hurting and this man was already in another relationship oh, hold, not even thinking about you he was not even thinking about me and i'm over here upset i'm hurt and i had to go through that emotion and this is when i knew that i was a i had a decision to either truly forgive him or to be petty and i chose forgiveness because as as a christian we're taught that forgiveness is of God, while holding on to grudges, is like us walking away from God. Of course. So he called me, and I'm sure he's gonna hear read this if he ever like hear this if he. But he called me from Alaska, because he had moved all the way to Alaska. I wanted him to freeze to death over there. And he told me yeah, he's like, Rose, <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I'm gonna ignore it. He's like, Rose, I'm going through something right now, and I need somebody to talk to, and I have no one. And at that moment in time, the rose in me was like, tell this dude to go and jump into the biggest hole in the ice that he could find. And then there was another part of me that was like, I don't need to know what you're going through because right now I am not here to be your therapist. And I just told him, I'm like, close your eyes and bow your head wherever you are, whatever you're doing. If you're driving, pull over Child, to the side, me. close your eyes and bow your How head. How long did it take you to do and all that? It was to forgive him. Um, it literally took me like two to three years for this to happen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
No, it was not right away. If it was right away, I would have told him, like, go stand in front of the, like, the fastest driving truck. Oh, you feeling suicidal? Jump. Jump. Like, seriously. No, but, like, two or three years later when he contacted me, because even him, he knew he was wrong. So that right there, him being able to see that he was wrong in his ways, and I just prayed with him. And that's when I realized, I'm like, this is a person that's going through something. And even though they know they've hurt me, they realize how good I was to them that they can call me when they have anybody, no one else. Yeah. This is my turn to like stand up. And the thing about that, that also helps the person, you know? Yeah. Because that person now realizes when they have someone that's in their corner to go about things differently. Because I have an ex that, you know, he reached out and he apologized actually. He apologized to me. And um, I don't know if I should call him an ex. Because we're never exclusive. Now he was an ex something. An ex. Did you guys, you know. If you guys. He was an ex. Um. Alright. We're not going to answer that just in case. But but he apologized yeah. to me. And uh, he's like, you know. He apologized. And um, I was like, you know. Um. I already did the work and already forgave myself and forgive him because I accepted whatever the situation, because I know it it takes two to tango Mm -hmm. and I was part, you know, I accepted what he had to offer, even though I wasn't okay with it. It was against my values and what I believed in. And I accepted it because I wanted this person in my life because we're friends. And, um, you know, I, I accepted the lack of boundaries that we had in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it, it, no longer be, it, it was no longer okay for me, you know? And so, you know, and he was like, you know, I'm surprised you don't hate me for the way I acted towards you. And I'm like, why would I? Like, why would I hate you? I don't I don't hate you because you just, what I needed from you, you, you didn't have the capacity to give to me. Give. Yep. You just didn't have it to give me. Then he's like, well, I have it to give you now. I'm like, well, thank you for that. Um, but congrats. I hope you can give it to someone else. But honey, I got a whole man. <laughs> congratulations on um, graduation. I'm glad you, you did the work. I'm glad that. But I, I also don't believe that he actually did the work. I think he just wanted to have me back in his life. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of surprised that I was like, yo, I, I forgive you a minute ago. And he's like. But I didn't apologize. I don't need you to apologize for mm-hmm. me to forgive you. Because I did the work and I also had to forgive myself before I forgive him. Because I had to be like, okay, girl, let me hold you accountable. Because this entire friendship slash whatever the hell y'all had going on mm-hmm. was completely... You knew this was not going to end up in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. You knew this nigga was not going to be a good, good boyfriend to you. He was not even a, a good friend. And, like, why would you even accept that? That was completely against your values. Why would you do that? All these different things. And I had to really take a hard look at myself and realize I wasn't the victim in that situation. Mm. Even though my ego and everything else wanted me to believe that I was the victim. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't. I, this person was the same person that I met years ago. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed. What changed was my expectations of them. Yep. That's what changed. My expectation changed. I grew up 
I evolved and they didn't. And I felt some type of way. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. And when I said that to him, he was like, well, I've changed now. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But we're good. No hard feelings. We good, you love. You put the work in. You got the degree. <laughs> but, sir, you are not going to no, get a job here. not here. Was Mason very impressive. But I just was no longer hiring. Sorry. <laughs> but, so, yeah. I think that was, um. So I think we're going to wrap up. Anything else you want to add? And you guys can add to the topic if you have any, you know, shoot us an email. Let us know when, how, if you're having a tough time forgiving or when you had to forgive someone. Um, the email is Nessa at her-tonic.com. It's Nessa, not one S, two S's. Cause I, Nessa. <laughs> not Nessa. 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 Yeah. <laughs> It's N-E-S-S-A at her. I know how you guys know how to pronounce her. H-E-R dash tonic. T-O-N-I-C dot com. Send us and send me an email. Um, Let us, yeah, talk to us. We wanted to hear from you. And I also want to add the listener letter segment mm-hmm. as well. So if you guys have any things that you are struggling with, any any questions that you may have, and you want to hear our take on it and get some wanted advice because we don't believe in giving unwanted, unwanted advice. advice. So if you are emailing us, it means that you want advice. Um, so yeah, same email. Email me. That's going to be in the description on the podcast. You can just click on it. You'll be able to email me as well. What else? And under like, I just want everyone who's listening to understand that Forgiveness is not a tomorrow thing. Oh, yeah. That's... Forgiveness is going to take time, and it's okay, and you do not push yourself to forgive. I was going to say that. You gradually get there, because once you're pushing yourself and you're forcing yourself into it, it is no longer genuine. It's going to hurt you more, too. Yeah. It's going to hurt you. Because now you're making your... You're, you're restricting yourself from being able to go through the different stages and the different emotions you just yeah. want to get to forgiveness yeah it's gonna get it over with no but but forgiveness is also painful yeah it's, it's very not gonna painful. be uh whoo i took a deep breath i'm gonna inhale um positivity and exhale i'm gonna just let it go no i'm it gonna husa. Ha- i'm no. gonna yoga through it I'm going to pray through it. Yeah, prayer works. Prayer works. Because just asking Therapy God for a new works. heart, just really asking God, like, God, I cannot let this go. Mm-hmm. I cannot let this go. And we you know what? I'm going to surrender this to you. I don't want it. Like, I've been in that state. I've been there where I literally, like, I, God, like, the way, listen, I'm not a perfect, I, I don't pray perfectly. I literally come home, drop everything, get into my room, like, okay, uh, big, okay, God, big God. Uh, you need to come down. We need to have a conversation. A whole conversation. A whole conversation. Because right now, I don't know what's going on, but my life is falling apart. And that's not what you promised me. So I need to know. We need to have a conversation. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready. I'm like, You know, I'm going to take a shower. When I come back, I hope your presence is here. Because we're going to talk. We're going to talk, right? Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I pray. I really, I literally pray like that. Like, I had moments where I was hurting so much because of people that whom I trusted. 
and loved and they hurt me because the people who's gonna hurt you the most are the people that you love and care of for. Of course, if you Not don't strangers. care for them, then that hurt does the betrayal doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And it's when you care for someone. Exactly. And those they've been painful moments where I had to be like God this burden, this I cannot hold this anymore this baggage this hurt this disappointment i cannot hold it anymore i'm gonna hand it over to you mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it to you because this has become way too heavy and i cannot deal with this so here you go and i'm sitting here and my literally guys imagine me like you you have you seen me cry before you see me ugly cry i don't <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry to say ugly this. cry it's not cute. I don't think I've ever seen you cute cry. No. So I don't even know if you have a cute cry. I don't. Okay, cool. So, it's it's ugly, guys. Every cry I've seen, guys, is not that pretty. Trust me. It's not going to yeah. be cute. Me walking... I already know I'm going to be crying when I'm getting married. So it's not... Gonna, I'm, all the videos mm. going to be me like... I'm going to be like, listen, guys, it has to be angles. We can't do a full frontal... <laughs> Your back, <laughs> yeah, please. Like, I got your back, and all of my pictures that look crazy. So, but yeah, I had to literally ugly cry to God. I'm like, yo, this is really hurting me. This is a different hurt that I've never felt before, and it's heavy. And I'm gonna give it to you because I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this. I'm gonna surrender. Have it helped? It's part of the process. Being able to surrender and be like, you know what, I'm not in control of this. No. I'm not, I can't control people. I can only love. I can only go in a place of love. Like, my new thing is, I'm like, you know, I I bought this painting that I put in my, um, in my office. It says, love lives here. Mm-hmm. No, love is spoken here. Because I work with victims of domestic violence. And when they walk into my office, they see that, they always get this, oh, I love this. Like, love is spoken here. Like, I can only move in a loving way mm-hmm. with people um i've never been the one that's gonna be like you hurt me but i'm gonna try to hurt you 10 times worse so mm-hmm. you can see how it feels i've never been that because that's i a know lot of energy because i know how hurt i am and i know i don't want to hurt that anybody the way that i'm hurting yes because it's like if you ever been hurt yes. you don't want to hurt anybody else i'm telling you there's certain <laughs> there are certain hurt that you're feeling you wouldn't even want for your worst enemy. enemy. Thank you. Because there's Thank just you. a certain pain where you feel as though the sh- your shortness of breath might just take you out. You feel like your body, you can't take it. Emotionally, physically, psychologically, you just cannot deal with this hurt. So there's certain hurts out there that you do not even want to wish on your worst enemy. So the idea of even like trying to hurt you worse than I'm feeling... Listen, I don't have time for it. I, I don't have the energy. energy for it. And better yet, who got that much time and planning to do for you? You just hurt me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why am I putting so much effort Yo. into you after you just hurt me? Yeah, I'm trying to survive. So, I'm trying to get my life together because, child, listen, it but, just... But, yeah, so I, I think it was a really good conversation that we can continue to have. Um, but, yeah, and I think... So, guys, I'm working on a few dates. Um, I don't, I don't want to jinx. What I'm working on. So I'm not going to make. A big announcement. I'm not going to make a big announcement. Just so that I'm working on something. That's going to be. Amazing. For you and for me. Um, and for the entire universe. Oh thank I, I, you. I don't, I don't know. I just oh, don't but I'm working on something. <laughs> and um, so clear your calendars. June. I have things going on. 
and um, I hope to see some of you. I hope some of you could um, benefit from some of those things. They're all going to happen after the 6th of June because Rose is going to be away, right? Mm. Oh, God. All right, guys. She's Wait. making plans without me. No, let me look at my calendar. Because I always black the calendars out for what I why, need. Like, she's hurting me now. Be quiet. But I'll forgive her. <laughs> yes. Let me see. Yeah, it's after the six. See? Hallelujah. Um. So, yeah. So, um. if you've been to my, my first event, Wellness Wednesdays, then you know what to look out for. Um. Oh, but, did yeah. Did you post up the pictures? Yeah, I did. Okay. Thank you. So, um, we're working on some, well, I'm working on something. I have other things I'm trying to work on as well to bring to the table. So bear with me. I'm trying, I'm trying, girl, because I got, I got work. I work full time and the girls trying to go back to school. It's a lot going on. And, um, you have relationships to maintain. (laughs) Cause apparently you need to water relationships. You need to be there for your man. Nobody told me. Mm, I have to travel like hundreds of. You gotta go to a whole different continent for this girl. This you better, man, you better I'm telling me. y'all, this dick better be bomb because you don't see each other that much. I'm a virgin. What are you talking about? You see each other once every two years. You better be. She, you better break your back mm. next week. Listen, <laughs> I'm a whole virgin. Whole, the the whole lies. We live together. Why are you lying to these people? Remember when you broke the bed, bitch? Listen. <laughs> Do you have proof of this bed that was broken? <laughs> Am... Speaking of booking, remember the neighbors that we had the older Hispanic oh, couple? Oh my gosh, they were at it morning, morning, noon, and then they had a little dog that used to bark all the time yeah. because they used to go at it. <laughs> that dog was confused. Like, hold up, why are you doing doggy? I'm the only dog in here. Yo, like... She was so loud. I remember when I was like, "Yo, come!" Like, I literally put my phone against the wall. And my phone recorded it. Actually, I still have the recording. And that was since 2014? Yeah, but um, I'm a virgin, so I don't know what you're talking about, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna let her have that. So, thank yeah, you. that's it. So, thank you guys for tuning into The Shift. Until next time. Well, how long are you gonna be away? I'm going to be away for two weeks. Mm. Maybe a week and a half. Who knows? Right. Or so I might we, just extend the whole thing. Why not? So when she's away, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll still have episodes, but she just won't be a part of them. Wow. I will definitely still be a part of them. Because we, we want you to be. We try to be consistent here, child. You're going on vacation. Don't worry, guys. I will be very much consistent. You guys are going to know my voice so much. You're going to fall asleep. And I'm going to be your white... Is it background white noise? What is that? White noise. Yeah, I'm going to be your white noise machine. This angelic voice of mine. Okay, we're just going to stop giving you the spotlight. Oh, okay, cool. Okay? It's still angelic. Alright, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys again. Follow me on social media at her underscore tonic. Email again. All of these will be on in the description of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys. Well, we won't see you, but we'll see you guys. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye.